Welcome to the K Podcast. We're going to have a fun time talking about sports, a little bit about life, but ultimately just getting away from the negativity of the world. If you do want to interact with us, we do have an email, the cave in Kansas, Kansas abbreviated 15 at gmail.com, all lowercase. Caves takes it to the next level. We're going to start with a quick prayer. Dear God, thank you for this week. Thank you for everything that we were given this week and the people we got to interact with. Thank you for everything that you will do and have done. And we pray that keep everybody safe this week and come back next week with the next podcast. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Start with the dad joke of the week, like always. All right, here we go. I had to fire the guy who cut my lawn. He just didn't cut it. That's, that's, that's a dad joke. That's a good one. Yep. Icebreaker question. If you had one superpower, what would it be? Ooh. Um, probably speed. Yeah, why? Uh, you want to be fast? He's want to be fast, yeah. He's want to fly and run everywhere? No one, no one expects it. Someone hits him. You just punch him. It's really fast. Brain cells being lost, yeah. Uh, I chose teleportation. Then I could wake up a minute before I had to be somewhere and just, I'm dressed. Damn there. Are you still tired, though? No. Because you, you woke up a minute ago. And you'll have to wake Dude, up. Dude, I wake up a minute. Like, after a minute, I wake up. I'm still a zombie. Well, the, you can teleport after like three minutes. I don't. The, the point <laughs> is, you can teleport wherever you want, whatever time. Okay. We'll start with the NBA. Will Kevin Durant actually ever get traded? No. Uh, I've seen. I don't know if they're true, actually, but the uh, the Nets asked the Timberwolves for Anthony Towns, Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards. And four first-round picks. It might have been five. I can't remember. And obviously the Timberwolves declined because they have to give up their whole future, basically, for a guy that's going to play for another five, six years only. Yeah, I saw another one. It was like LeBron and AD and five first-round picks. for. KD. Yeah, I didn't know if that one was true or not. I don't think it, it is. Yeah. But either way, they still have – it's been rumored that they're still asking for a lot for Kevin Durant, which is – it's In fair. a way, it's fair. It it's is still Kevin Durant. Their future kind of depends on it. But at the same time, he is 34, so how much will you really get You know, willing to give up? It's uh, heard a lot of uh, trade rumors. Obviously, the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat topped those trade boards. But you talk about it, there was a Dallas Mavericks rumor. There was a OKC Thunder just because they had the picks rumor. And there's a Utah Jazz. They got Donovan Mitchell. They got all those first-round picks. Could be it. If you're a GM, are you wanting to give up? You're going to give up a future player, a cornerstone player, and quite a bit of picks. Would you do it for KD? Depends what I'm giving up. I mean, and if I'm in the Thunder, if they're asking for Shea, and Josh Giddy for you know what, basically what they did with the Lakers, Shea and Josh Giddy and picks. No. No, yeah. I, I But maybe if, maybe just Josh Goody could pick some I don't know. If KD was like 
If he was younger, 30 or 28, you know, around that range. Then, yeah. Yeah, I'll take him. But it's nice. You don't know how many years he has left. Yeah, probably play out the rest of the contract. You Same never know. Thing. NBA players go play until they're 40 now, so. Same thing with Kyrie Irving. Do you think his value has deteriorated? Yeah. Every team he goes to, Cleveland, dissed them, went to Boston. Then there's an offseason where he re-signed and he asked, is it okay if I come back? A year later, once out, went to Brooklyn, suppose, uh, his home, instead of signing with the Knicks. And he wants out again. And yet to won a championship since the Cavs. I I think his value is not all gone, but he, he's a good player when he plays. He'll win you games, get you far in the playoffs. But you just never know if he's actually going to play, though, if he's going to show up and play. Or he's going to sit on the bench because who knows what he's doing. It's true. All right, let's look at the G the summer league games. We start with future stars of the league. First three picks. Well, we'll start with Paolo Boncaro. Doing a little bit of everything. Scoring, dishing, rebounding, playing a little defense. I think he's been very good, and he's been that's what people expected. So nothing less than what you expected. I mean, he's averaging in his about see, 30 minutes, he's averaging 20 points, shooting good percentages, and he's still getting you, you know, rebound-wise, which is what, you know, the other thing he came in with was five. Still pretty good. Yeah. What about Jabari Smith? What do you feel about him? Uh, He, the first two games... I think it was versus Paulo and then Chet, right? Um, cannot shoot at all. I think I don't know if it's just a lo- different level of competition, I, or just being nervous, possibly nervous. Uh, but he cannot shoot to save his life. But he, they came out as a win in this last game. Playing playing thirty one minutes, averaging only eleven points, four for fifteen from the field, one for six. One for six from three, so well, not playing well. And yeah, and Houston doesn't need him to be great right away. No, they they're they not got, ready to win right now. They've got the pieces to win eventually, but not yet. Yeah, and especially you can see that with their trading for trading away Kristen Wood, they they planned on playing for the future. Paulo's the same way. They're not ready to win right now. No, but he'll be a great piece in the long run. Chet Holgram. Hmm. What do you feel about his up and down performances so far? Well, his debut was insane. Shot the lights out. I missed a couple threes, and but he was transitioned to just pull up, ran the ball himself like he's a point guard. Um, defensively, I think he had six blocks in his debut. Defending the rim really well. Probably, probably lead to summer league in blocks. I'm assuming. Um, he would be right. He is averaging yeah. four blocks in the we, Las Vegas Summer League leading it. We were talking about before the draft, I think, uh, how he, we were looking for his shooting. Uh, he's got that. 
he's not worried about it. He'll pull up and transition any time. Bring the ball and he'll just pull up. Because most guys are going to expect a 7-footer to just attack. Now you look at it as the stats from Utah. He averaged 17 points, shooting 50-40-100. Almost 10 rebounds and 4 blocks. He goes over to Las Vegas. What else do you expect? Not as dominant because he, you know, it's there's a lot more competition there, but still pretty dominant when you look at it, averaging 12 points and eight rebounds and four blocks, just not shooting as well. Mm-hmm. I think the underrated like aspect of his game is his passing ability, Find, good passing. finding open guys. Josh Giddey is in the whole other tier though, top tier on a team, but I think Holgrim's up there though. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the OKC summer league so far. Mm-hmm. Impressive, yeah. I mean, a couple, I mean, at this point, losses and, and wins in the summer league don't matter. It's performances, development. Yeah. Josh Giddy looks like a superstar in the summer league, and ain't nobody calling it a fluke because guess what? He did that in regular season too. He's about to be better. Mm-hmm. I think the stuff that he, that he struggled with that they saw in this season. He's not struggling with in the summer league. People say he was the, wasn't athletic. Well, then he got an one dunk for 76ers. Had a nice couple finishes and ones versus, uh, let's see, uh, Houston. And then, I mean, his playmaking ability has always been there. Ball handling, passing, his vision, looking up the court. Um, and the shooting is still a problem, I would say. But... He's gonna Better. be good. He was making he was making shots, mm-hmm. open shots, and that, he doesn't need to take anything else right now. Somebody I was really impressed with, Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara with the twelfth pick. J Dub has been looking. I mean, he's he's been off the radar because Ch- everybody's worried about Chet and Josh Giddy, but he's averaging of almost twenty points, and he's just playing fantastic both sides of the ball. And that's somebody that was really, you know, what I what I heard a lot of was a project. Big big boom or bust pick, and it was a project. What I've seen out of him, he's one of the most ready players coming out of the draft. I would agree on that. I think Yuzman Diang, you could definitely tell, has a lot of potential, but definitely still a project. Yeah, he shots aren't falling for him right now. Probably one of the best like shot looking and shot form. But uh, yeah, he's gonna be a project. It's okay though. He's young. He's got a lot of time to build. Yeah. Trey Mann plays in the, missed the first couple games, but plays later on, and it looks amazing. We already knew that, though. He'd come at the end of the year. And Pokajeski, who came alive in the last five games, is is very, doing very well. I think one thing that he's definitely improved on is his playmaking, which will help because it seems like anybody in the floor at this point can bring up the ball. Oh yeah, knock it. That's OKC's offense. Anyone can bring up the ball. That that has the capability of doing it. Which is, which is what a, you know, very good. What well, this is what the style of the basketball has become right now is, everybody plays everything, and and there's right now, offensively everything, but can play everything. Mm-hmm. You talk about when you get to the season, you had you know Derek Favors will not be handling the ball. I can assure you that. Yeah, Derek Baisley will not be playing point guard that very much. But you know you still have to add Shea Gilgis and Lou Dort as two big pieces. OKC 
Yeah, Josh like Giddy though too. Ball has to be in his hands. Got to be. Mm. And I know there, there was a, bit, a lot of talk about like the sh- the fit between Shai and and Josh Giddy, but I think that uh, you know, the Thunder will figure it out. They're a good team and they're a good organization. and They can get it done. I think I like it better in Giddy's hands. He just has a better feel. I feel like. Yeah, and, and Shai is a better shooter, so it makes more sense to but be an off ball. You know, isolation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which will. You know, maybe that's what we see most likely. To be honest, that's what we'll see because Josh Giddy, playmaking wise, is the best player on our team. So yeah, but that doesn't mean it's going to be in the ball. You know, even thirty three percent of the time coming up with four. Baker Mayfield gets traded to the Carolina Panthers for a fifth round pick. Bag of chips. First game, Cleveland Browns getting paid. Five hundred thousand dollars to play, to beat him, to beat him. You know, so will he play as starting QB? Maybe. They got Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, now Baker. Is Cam Newton in that QB room now? I don't think so. I don't think so. Be interesting what they do. I I think just for the storyline, Baker Mayfield has to start. Yeah. If he doesn't play well, I mean he. Heck, he might throw it to the Browns more more than he did is when it, he was on his team. Is that week one? It's week one. So you got the Panthers and Browns, revenge game for Baker. And then Broncos, Seahawks, revenge game for Russ. Yep. It's a good week one. And you, you still got tons of great games. Talk about, the, the, you know, the first game of the year. The Bills. Bills and Rams. It's yep. going to be amazing. So tons of interesting storylines going on in that first week but this is a debate we've been having with some other people is Baker going to be better than Sam Darnold uh, I I would take Baker any day over Sam Darnold maybe Sam Darnold just hasn't right, uh, find the right fit yet but I like Baker as a player better I think yeah it's very close and that's hard. That's that's one that you could really go either way. But it's definitely one that it's a good one to talk about because Baker Mayfield is the bigger name, obviously. Drafted earlier than Sam Darnold. And it, he had at least showed potential when he was playing as a starting QB. He, he showed potential that he could be that guy. And right, really, right now, we haven't seen anything like that from from Sam Darnold where he shows he can be potential. So ESPN comes out with its... We'll just talk about this week, the cornerback list. Um, I'm going to go through the top ten. All and then right. there are honorable mentions, and then we'll, we'll discuss it. Honorable mentions is in top ten? Top, we'll, go, we'll do that. We'll All do right. that. So honorable mentions here... Cardleton Davis from Tampa Bay. Darius Slay, Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Davis White, Buffalo Bills. All honorable mentions. That was honorable mention? Honorable mention. Golly, who's top 10 then? Top 10, number 10. Trevon Diggs gets, sneaks in number 10. Dude gives up like 2,000 yards. Highest ranked was third. Highest ranked corner and his lowest was out of the top ten, which is where I think he should be, in my opinion. We'll get to that later, though. Number nine, 
out of Atlanta Falcons, A.J. Terrell. Highest rank was second, and the lowest rank was out of the top ten. Another young young player down on this list. So people had him ranked second, like some of them did? The highest he's been ranked was second. Somebody had him ranked second. That's biased. Someone voting was biased on that one. Number eight, Marlon Humphreys of the Baltimore Ravens. His highest rank was third. His lowest rank was out of the top ten. However, he was, even though his highest rank wasn't higher than A.J. Terrell's, he was still averaged mm-hmm. better, so he's there. Number seven, Denver Broncos, Pat Sertan, the second. Highest rank, someone had him at number one. And the lowest was out of the top ten. They know what they're talking about. Somebody had a very high opinion of him. Yeah, it was not me. Number six, Cleveland Browns, Denzel Ward. Who? Also was ranked somebody number one and out of the top ten. Top five here. This is where the list solidifies a little more. I mean, these these players are top five. Yeah. Number five, J.C. Jackson. Now in the Chargers. Former Patriots player. Highest rank was two. And lowest out of the top ten. Which is interesting to me that somebody thought he was not a top ten player. But we'll keep going. Interesting one here. Number four, Xavier Howard. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, as a top 10 corner, his highest rank was one, his lowest was 10. In my opinion, to be honest, he's not top 10 corner-wise. I've seen his years, but I don't think this year he'll be top 10. They probably have Tredavious White and Armel mention because of coming off an injury. That's what When so I was reading seen... it, it was more about can he be what he was. Yeah. So... Number three, from Green Bay Packers, Jair Alexander. Yep. Highest rank was number two. Lowest rank, number ten. Very good player. Deserves to be top three. Can't believe someone had him at ten. I know. Number two, Marshawn Lattimore from New Orleans Saints. Highest ranking was one. Lowest ranking was nine. That one is a, uh, a very interesting one. Second is a little high, in my opinion. But that's what the. And by the way, this is not by just one guy. This is voted on. So yeah, you talk about players, executive coaches, all of it. And number one, surprising nobody here, Jalen Ramsey. Highest rank was his his number one. Lowest rank was actually seven. Somebody has him as the seventh best corner. Someone hates him. So, probably the same one who said AJ Terrell is number one. So would not be surprised. Interesting list here. Let's talk about um, some the solidified Jalen Ramsey. He's got to be number one. Number one, yeah. I mean, you look at the accolades and the stats, just no one's better. Then we go to number two, Marshawn Lattimore. I would. I don't would know have, if I have number two. Yeah, I I would have Jair Alexander number two. Um, who's that for again? Xavier Howard. How do you feel about that? Oh yeah, yeah. He's not. He's not. Maybe not, ten. That I feel like. Yeah, I I see what they were talking about. He had he's had good years, and don't get me wrong, he's a great corner. But when I talk about top ten corners, I don't think he's on there in no, my opinion. There's a lot of youth in that. There's a lot. Denzel Ward number six. I feel like that's about right for him. Yeah. I feel like he could he could be definitely get higher this year or lower. Um, he's gonna be very relied on in that defense. 
because they need they need their defense to hold up because they their offense without Deshaun without Baker. It's gonna be lackluster. Jacoby Brissett. Pastor Dane, number seven. It's one that surprised me. Very high looked upon upon these executive coaches and players. But looking at film and watching games, he is athletically gifted. Yeah. Where he can make any play on the ball. Just like a wide receiver, if not better. And that he, he's gonna be a star. Mm-hmm. If if you don't consider one already, he's gonna be a star. Just and hope. even here, ESPN says certain should have been higher. Some voters didn't love pushing second-year players into the top five. That's understandable, though. But his skill set will get him there next year. Oh, yeah. One I want to talk about, Trivion Diggs, Trevon Diggs, whatever you want to call him, at number 10, a lot of 1,000 passing yards. He gambles a lot. In my opinion... In a Cowboys system where they're trying to win games, that's not the best option to gamble. And yeah, he got what was eleven interceptions, which is impressive. Don't get me wrong. If you want to catch the ball, though, get on offense. So you're causing more problems by giving up yards than you are helping your team by getting those interceptions. But overall, not a bad list. I am a Bills fan, so Tredavious White a number on honorable mentions was a little. Well, I'm not a Bills fan. That's just he should be in the top ten to me. But I could get why he's coming off a kind of a big in, big injury. So. And um, what it looks like is they didn't believe that he would, you know, surpass those young players. Still looking at his 27, 28 years old. He's got a lot left in him. And I think the addition of Kair Elam from Florida this year in the draft could really help him defensively because the the thing with four we didn't the Bills didn't have a great corner to and that means Travis White wasn't getting any attention. Anytime Travis White is on one side it's not getting thrown to. Now with with Elam, they can't do that same thing with his force feed the guy that he's guarding, so He'll get he'll get a lot more uh, looks this year at least, but I think I think he he deserves to be in that top ten in my opinion, and if he's not in the top ten, he dang better sure be eleven. MLB time. We're gonna look at the Royals, Kansas City Royals. Why don't you start us with the MLB? Alrighty. Look at the Royals this this year so so far right now. Oh uh, well, they're not winning for one. Four and four, but can't go five hundred. Go to the playoffs. Not anymore, at least. But uh, they they coming off the the first game with Cleveland this past series at home. First game walk off. Four three, and then the next game. Completely just got demolished, and then Sunday they won five to one, and also Whit Merrifield is getting MRI on his foot. It sounds like 
Didn't sound very promising. All right, what do you got for the player of the week for this week? Or co-player of the week? I got two. Um, we're going to get Ben Attendee again. I mean, the guy's an all-star, so just got announced on Sunday. And the second one is Zach Greinke, who, who recently pitched versus Cleveland on Sunday. Pitches 50th, 1,000th pitch. That's a lot. And he looked good doing it. He looked good doing it. He ain't throwing 96. That's for sure. He's throwing some cheese up there. That's what he is. I think it was, uh, they said on that pitch was an 89 fastball. Four seam. Not fast at all. He ain't throwing nothing heavy out there. We got MLB, who's hot, who's not. I'm going to hit you with this week's who's not, who's not. I got a co-winner for who's hot. Talk about the Seattle Mariners and Baltimore Orioles. Yes, Baltimore. Eight wins straight. Yes, sir. Both of those teams. They have been playing very well this week. That's somebody, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The Orioles, this is a fluke. We yeah. all know it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to die at some point. But Seattle, they need to make something out of this. They're 12 games back out of their division. So they still got a hike. But when you look at the wild card, they're right there. If they keep winning, they can be there. Let's talk about who's not. I want to go with another AL team, the Angels. Four straight. All versus Baltimore, who might be one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, don't get me wrong, the Royals are down there. They're definitely the worst. But pitching one of the worst teams in the league and you lose four straight it does not look good you want to know another team that's not hot the last 10 Washington one and nine not is, good you almost you have 10 games almost losing every single one of them and two and eight for the angels so man I thought the Royals are bad I mean it's not not looking good for those teams, and especially the Angels. They're underperforming this year with a 38-49 and 49 record. People thought they were winning that division. Shohei Itani, Mike Trout carrying them to a team, to a you know pennant race. I, feel like I think every... what this shows is that players don't carry teams. Teams carry players. Ever since Otani's gotten there to the Angels, it feels like they were supposed to win division every year, and they don't. It's been disappointing for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, they still got time to turn it around. I mean, All-Star break is where you got, it's got to be. Has Otani made the playoffs? Yeah, they did. They did. Man, that would... See him have a playoff run? be crazy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Pitching and hitting. I mean, he's putting up statistics individually. Amazing. No doubt about it, but team success has got to be important somewhere. Well, it's Otani, Mike Trout, and then it's like a bunch everybody of AAA else. guys. Jared Walsh. Yeah, just a bunch of everybody else. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in for this week's edition of The Cave. We'll be back next week with another podcast. Tune in, stay tuned for that one, and we'll see you then. Have a good week.